You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. He's got it! Oh, baby! Every week, Travis Kura. That's Greg Cupney, which is a different person. And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Oh, nearly intercepted, and it is! And it's over! Ready, set, hunt! Welcome to episode 375 of the Two and Out CFL podcast. We've been doing it for that long, Brazilian tie. You'll notice something different right off the top. We are no longer a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, not because we were kicked out. It's because the network is... I mean, if they, if they, if they didn't disband the network, we, we were probably like <laughs> on the ledge. In all seriousness, uh, the Alberta Podcast Network gave a couple outcasts uh, a chance. And uh, Karen uh, is the one that welcomed us in. Fonda took it over uh, recently over the last year, year and a half or so. But if it wasn't for the Alberta Podcast Network, we don't have the two live shows, the one in Calgary, the one in Edmonton, the resources that uh, helped us produce those and put them on and helped us organizing with the venue and the ticket sales and everything to do with that. It was because of the Alberta podcast network and really gave me the belief and showed us that we actually do have a pretty cool community that listens to the show as much as we joke that there are half a dozen people listening every once in a while. (laughs) It showed that, Hey, this is, this is pretty cool. And what we do is, is pretty fun. So it's pretty sad to see the Alberta podcast network go away. I was able to bring so many great podcasters and put them on my radar and other people's radars throughout the province of Alberta and uh, go support those podcasts. If, uh, if you know of them, I know the website's still up for a little bit, just to show of the uh, alumnus, the alumni uh, with the Alberta Podcast Network. And uh, maybe maybe we'll have to open up a Patreon. Would people pay two bucks a, a month to listen to two and out? I don't know. Depends on what you're going to eat. <laughs> what am I going to eat? Ugh. What won't you eat? That's a better question. Yeah. Although I was in a watermelon eating contest once. I don't want to touch that stuff ever again. <laughs> That's fair. Like most eating contests. I'm like, yeah, I'll eat it in a bit. But watermelon? No, I am <laughs> done. Uh, but I guess you are, what, three weeks, four weeks mm-hmm. removed from three. surgery? Yeah, three. How you feeling, man? The only way I could feel worse, I think, is if I spent one night in China. <laughs> but you didn't think I'd be able to get that in, did you? I didn't. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, still running out of breath, like making supper, uh, pain. Like, if I do too much in a day, the next day is kind of hell. Mm-hmm. But I don't have any of the good drugs because I almost died in the hospital, basically. So all I got was Toradol. So I'm not having. Did you a legit? Of, I well, they wouldn't. Have che- they were checking on me every four hours, so it was probably like three hours of O2 saturation under fifty percent, and like a fever of thirty nine degrees and just white. So like it was not. That's saying something for you. 
Yeah, like I was mad when they woke me up because I was having an <laughs> unreal sleep. <laughs> and they're like, well, yeah, you were basically unconscious. I'm like, oh. Oh, that's why it was so well yeah, rested. It was, it was phenomenal. Well, you're back. Yeah, and, you know, I'll be home for a bit, so I'll do a couple episodes anyway. Wow. Golf Wait, season is you, delayed. I'm, do you still have the hospital band on your arm? No, that's my whoop. <laughs> but so I went to the hospital on the Thursday with a really bad attack. They didn't ultrasound me or anything. They gave me gallbladder, right? Yeah, it was my right. gallbladder. But they only gave me antibiotics for diverticular disease and sent me home. Oh. So when I went Friday, our buddy Nick, who tore his bicep, was checking in for his surgery at the same time. I was readmitting myself to the ER. And I'm like, I still have this on. Like, can I just keep this? Like, yeah, you can just keep that one. We're all falling apart, man. Oh, man. Our pets' heads are falling off. Man. Well, but can, can you all, laugh? Or do you it feel hurts, it? It hurts, but I okay. can, yep. Okay. Like, it's, it's pretty, like, it was, like, have you ever tried to get mud out of a wheel well of a truck? Like I've never worked washing on it? this day in my life. <laughs> no, like, when you're washing your truck. Yeah, I know I, you had, like, you're working radio. You yeah. work in radio. <laughs> that's what That's what my gallbladder and liver were like, so... It, it was like two, two and a half hours when it should only take about an hour. So like my lungs were starting to collapse and yeah, it was a whole ordeal. Now in our group chat, you attributed your downfall to starting at the Grey Cup in Edmonton. Tune out live when you had a spoonful of margarine, margarine on stage. And salt. And salt. <laughs> now I'm eating light margarine. Oh, okay. So the <laughs> lifestyle changes. Eating a lot of chicken and rice, uh, a lot of turkey buns, not a lot of red meat yet. I'm afraid to like flood my system with fat because Brazilian Thai, and I'm not joking, thought fruit was just decorative. Yeah. Had an apple the other day. I had an apple I had an apple and banana yesterday and today. I'm glad you had a good apple because sometimes you get a mealy, mushy one. Those are the worst. That's why yeah, I only buy Granny Smith. Absolute Smiths. worst. I only buy Granny Smiths, and I make sure they're rock hard. Yeah, they stay pretty good. Yeah. So the red red apples can all of them can beat it. Brazilian Thai eating apples with a side of light margarine on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I bought light peanut butter too. Like, Ooh, it, no, I, it's fine. It's uh, fine. Like, there's still sugar. I've had in it. it. I know. It's just light. But... It's just less fat because I now have no gallbladder, okay. and I don't want to spend the day running to the toilet. Like I had to on Thursday. <laughs> Before the episode becomes TMI, there are some <laughs> CFL things to talk about. I guess the biggest news over the past couple of weeks is the football program, and I guess it's not CFL related, coming to an end at Simon Fraser University. Yeah. Now, they've been a Div 2 team in the NCAA for a while. Which never made any sense why they did that. So the whole school is NCAA yeah. Div 2, all of their sports. Yep. And they, I guess there's a rule with U sports, so you can't just have one sport in U sports. But instead of SFU going to U sports, seeing if they could maybe get an exemption for the football program, they said no and just shut her down. There's a class action lawsuit against the university from – Football alumni, current players, 
um, the BC Lions. And Amar Doman, not only is he trying to create a great atmosphere inside BC Place, he's doing it all around the province with amateur football. The BC Lions 50-50 program just donated 300k to amateur mm-hmm. football in the province. He is a smart guy. He's playing the long game. He wants to see uh, the level of football below the pros still getting love and growing the game in the province of BC. And they brought back the Shrumble last year, so that coming to an end in BC, it is a big deal. Some CFL greats came out of that university. The league has been talking to U Sports to see if they would give the exemption to SFU to play football in U Sports. Either way, no matter what way you look at it, this is a big blow to football on the West Coast <laughs> and in Canada. Yeah, and I mean, like you mentioned the alumni. Um, and like Simon Fraser is basically one of those schools. I kind of equate it to Shattuck St. Mary's and schools like that. And like Notre Dame where, you know, you, you were playing sports to go there for the most, like that's just how it felt. Like if you were going to Simon Fraser's because you were an athlete and, you know, then they switched over I, I, the switch to NCAA other than money. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, they go 17 and 91. In Div 2 of NCAA. Wow. Who's going to go look at players playing for that team? Unless you're like absolutely an outlier. I, I kind of wondered if it was a, honestly a cost-cutting like for travel. Um, can West can be difficult. but I, Yeah. I'm going to look up who's in that conference. That's kind of just what I, I wondered where it came from yeah but i mean there's a big campaign right now i don't know if i've really seen anything like this um where the entire football community is really rallying around to save this community it's not like at least it doesn't appear that there were, you know, three people going to games and there was just no money and they were playing with equipment that's 30 years old. You know what I mean? It yeah. didn't seem like anything like that. It just no. seemed like, eh, we're just, we're just kind of done. But Amar Dolman, he's continuing. He's making the rounds. And I don't know. It, it kind of seems like they're going to have to cave and play football. That's just what it looks like to me. Yeah, I, don't, I. There's just so much red tape and bureaucracy yeah. for them to get back into U Sport and Can West and everything like that. And I, I'm sure U Sport's probably pissed. Yeah, and holding a grudge. Like, I mean, we saw it with WCW and WWE. Like, yeah. you know, guys going back and forth. And like, the fans don't really care because they get to see their favorite guys. But you got to think behind the scenes. It's like, well. How long are you going to stay here? Like, what's the plan? I'm sure Simon Fraser are going to up and leave again. Obviously, it didn't work, but it's just I think the it's biggest, a really bad look. The biggest story is the players. Like, all these guys yeah, are like, getting what? screwed. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. That's a terrible situation right there. Yeah. Well, hopefully that gets figured out here. Uh, I mean, do you really want – you have a game in Anchorage. How much fun are you having in Anchorage yeah. in the middle of football season? Yeah. That could be guess, same for Saskatoon, though. I mean, let's. I guess when 
I brought up the travel to Canada West. I mean, going to Alaska is not really that easy either compared to Calgary or whatever. But Uh, I mean, you got to go play the Bisons. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's a hike. Quite the trek. Yep. We do know the host for the next two Vanier Cups, one happening this year, November 25th. Yes, if you're keeping score, that is after the Grey Cup again. Uh, It's going to be at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Am I seeing that this is the first time they've hosted Mm -hmm. a Vanier Cup since the first one? Yeah. That's pretty wild, actually. Uh, the Golden Gales have won the Vanier Cup in 68, 78, 92, and 2000. This is their first Vanier Cup, though. Oh. Because it wasn't. It was the Canadian University Football Cup. Oh, it wasn't game. a Vanier Cup yet. It wasn't a Vanier Cup yet. Wow. So just, there's only been seven cities that have hosted a Vanier. Okay. And now it would be eight. Wow. So, and, I mean, you know, we, we said, we said, a long time ago, like, yeah, it's nice to have it in the same place as the Grey Cup, but at the same time, it's nice for these other smaller places, that university that's going to host, you know, they get some of the gate, I'm sure, you know, and, and it gets people there excited and it helps that team because, I mean, if you're hosting, that team wants to definitely kind of build around that. You, know, you don't get a bot or you don't get a berth into the final game, but you have that up. Like if we play good enough, you're going to play at home. And I think that's a huge recruiting tool. I think it's probably good to have them on the same weekend as the gray cup though. Maybe I you can so. make the gray cup a, uh, you know, a more of a Canadian celebration for all of the sport of football. Mm-hmm. And I would almost want to do it on the Friday though. for Vanier yeah. Cup, And maybe have the games in the same province at least. Uh, maybe not necessarily the same venue. Maybe that doesn't yeah. matter. I don't know. But being as long on, as you can, as long as it's televised and it's easy to find. Yeah, find I think that's find. important for sure. Uh, as we go to CFL news and back to the BC Lions, they've introduced some new uniforms, and I think we're going to be seeing this uh, across the CFL with New Era finally putting their stamp on the. At least the it's not look. fanatics. Uh, yeah, everyone's going that way, and I really hope the CFL doesn't, honestly, but we'll see. Uh, so the Lions are going to be wearing black at home. I think they look pretty sharp, and then the they fog are gray on the Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. I love, I love everything about them. Um, the orange was sharp, like, don't get me wrong, but now yeah. I think it just it stands out a lot more with the black. Uh, not such a primary jersey color like mm-hmm. i mean I'm, I'm sure they'll come out with an orange jersey you know next season or something as a third but i, I really like the black with the orange In the edmonton elks were unveiling a new look helmet a little bit mm-hmm. and looks like in the lettering of the ee it had uh members of the edmonton football club that have made the canadian football hall of fame in that ee which yeah. is that's a pretty cool touch yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty slick. And uh, the, the stamps were teasing a, a new look as well. And I, I Danny, like... Danny Austin said we won't be disappointed. Nice. Nice. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of these new looks around mm-hmm. the CFL. Uh, and I hope the stamps, let's let's ditch the black. I like their fresh red and white red, look. Yeah. Even that they did with the 75th anniversary stuff. I thought that stuff looked great. Leave the red and black to the Ottawa team and 
mm-hmm. uh, differentiate them a little bit anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the riders go back to their old jerseys, you know, the oh. old red and black ones they had. Cause <laughs> one year when we were at Craven, it was like 2010, I think, Craven? Yeah, those 100-year anniversary jerseys. Were, I'm like, what are we watching right now? <laughs> Oh, the Stamps, by the way, have signed defensive lineman Mike Moore, so that'll be a big addition to their defensive line. I did mention the Ottawa Red Blacks. R.J. Harris, the receiver, is retiring. He had uh, a couple good years uh, when they last went to the Grey Cup in 2018. He had uh, almost 700 yards, and then the year after that, 774 yards. And I think after that, a combination of a little bit of injuries, but a combination of just the way the franchise went with uh, bad offense, bad quarterbacking, uh, not many opportunities for R.J. Harris after that. When it's a revolving door behind center, it's kind of hard to get in a groove as a receiver. And they've also been able to bring back Davon Coleman on the defensive line uh, for the Red Blacks. Uh, the Saskatchewan Roughriders have extended Keon Schaefer-Baker for two years. It does appear that he's going to miss the beginning of the season as he did have himself uh, hip surgery. 24 years old, 412 yards after the catch. He's one of the best receivers in the league after the catch. Mm-hmm. As long as he comes back and he's healthy, he's going to be a focal point of that Rough Rider offense going forward. Mm-hmm. The the one problem with him coming back healthy is I believe he has the chance to go down south. Yeah. So yeah. if he comes back healthy and tears it up, it's kind of a catch twenty two. But um, I mean, nice to have some continuity on the raw. Like we weren't sure what was going to happen in Regina. It kind of yeah. like the whole world kind of blew up after week ten last year when everything just started going completely wrong. Um, you know, everybody's kind of gone and there's new faces in there, but there's still some familiar faces, so that's nice to see. It does appear I buried the lead, though. Kim Mitchell performing the halftime yeah. show of the Rough Rider home opener this year. I think I'm sick that week. <laughs> <laughs> all, there will be decisions to be made that day. Man. Between lager and ale. <laughs> <laughs> I love One, it. Like, that took way too long. It did take far <laughs> too long for me. That is yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah. Playing the home opener there. When I got, you gave me your ticket, or I bought your tickets from you for Jason Claremont overtime. I think it was 2007, DC. actually. That was era, seven? anyway. 2010, the semifinals, they beat. BC 41 38 yep. in double overtime. Yeah. At uh, Mosaic Stadium. That's a, that's the game I went to. And then and 2010 yeah. they beat Calgary in the West Final which I'm sure with like was, 800 turnovers. Yeah, minus whatever it was that day. Yeah. Man, couple uh couple good years back there and it's the yeah. Lions are getting back into the mix now and mm-hmm. the Riders are falling out of it. Yeah, <laughs> Although, great. we're all tied at this point. Yeah, everybody's got a shot. Everybody's got a chance. <laughs> In the off season. It's like uh, every every NHL, well, when the people listen to this it won't be, but every NHL playoff series right now is tied. Like everybody yeah. has a shot yeah. except for the Kings and the Panthers. <laughs> The Winnipeg Blue Bombers have posted a $4.9 million profit in 2022. And still won't buy your brother a beer. (laughs) If we didn't show up, we would have showed up to a a brawl. 
Oh the, man, no, because I I was starting the brawl yeah. later. So if we wouldn't have been there, it probably would have been pretty mellow. Labor Day in Regina. Uh, yeah. you, you never know what can happen there. But the Bombers are they're the model franchise. Mm-hmm. They win. Uh, they they lead the league in attendance. They did last year, and they're now the franchise that teams want to model after. So congrats to the Bombers for doing that. Are you watching USFL football, Ty? No, but I saw the MBT highlights. Yeah, he got a win. Yeah. Uh, Herjie Mayala did get released, so we'll see if he does come back to the CFL. Have you watched the snap of XFL football? Nope. Yeah, there we go. The <laughs> CFL draft coming up on May it's like, 2nd. It's like wrestling. Like I don't watch AEW either. Yeah, I... Like, there's listeners to this podcast, they'll they'll crap on us for that, but I, I tried to watch an episode of Dynamite. I just just I you can't get invested. It it's been too long with WWE. I can't like there's just no emotional investment. I don't like enough of the guys over there. It's just whatever. We're eventually they come, habit. Eventually they come back. <laughs> they except all for come CM back. Except for CM Punk. <laughs> We've got some cool uh, games to look forward to this season as Darren Flutie will be added to the Wall of Honor in Hamilton and Wally Buono will be added to the Wall of Fame in BC. It sounds crazy that he's not there already, to be honest. But uh, just a sec. Can you see it? I Barely. You got to bring it up. Yeah. The Wally Buono uh, bobblehead for the the, uh, YouTube watchers. Yeah. Two and out all uh, half a dozen of you. <laughs> yeah, mom doesn't watch on YouTube. So I don't five. blame anybody for not doing it. Uh, I mean, some sometimes it's the only way she gets to see me, so I'm surprised she doesn't. <laughs> You're uh, less mobile with your recent surgery, so I'm sure she sees you more often now and is a fan of that. She uh, she is my walking partner, so that's the most I've seen her in like the last seven years. Wow. Like almost almost every day. And she's not even feeding me. So what are you going to do for her for Mother's Day? <laughs> why Why are you like this? Why, why are you the way that you are? Hey, that's coming up in like a month, less than a month. So I'll just get a bag of jujubes and I'll eat all of them except the black ones. <laughs> so thoughtful. The oh, black I'm, ones are the worst. I'm her favorite. They're her favorite. The black ones? Yeah, she's a weirdo. It's the black licorice. I don't know. Not she loves fan. black licorice too. Loves Zambuca. Ah, yeah. okay. But I I'm her favorite. Maybe do the drink, I'm, Phil. <laughs> I'm her favorite son, so I can do no wrong. Okay. Are you the only son? It's not the point, Travis. <laughs> that does it for this uh, quick one of the Two and Out CFL podcast. The draft coming up in two weeks. NHL playoffs getting underway tonight as well, so you might not be paying attention to us anyway. We'll talk to you. I won't be. (laughs) In a few weeks, you can rate, review, and subscribe to Tune Out, your favorite podcatcher. Check us out on YouTube as well. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.